Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase your name, God, because it is all about you. We just want you to breathe your breath of life into our business, into our relationships, into everything that we are a part of. And so today we are talking with Mark Stocklin. He is the CEO of Haiti Bible Mission with his wife, Lacey, and their three children and one on the way, which he will explain to us what's going on there. A very special situation that God has definitely woven together. I'm so excited for you guys to hear about that adoption story. So Mark, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's a blessing to be on here. Thanks for the invite. Yes, so happy to have you guys on. I wish you guys could just know my enthusiasm for this conversation we're about to have for this podcast because Mark Stockland, you and your wife, Lacey, this mission you all have done in Jeremy is so encouraging. If we could just like do exactly what you guys are doing in our own hearts, man, this world would be a better place, a different place. And what they are doing, just to cut to the chase, is they are making disciples literally making disciples in Jeremy Haiti with Haiti Bible Mission, taking in people who you guys work with, you know, you show them Jesus and they're going out and showing the love of God, broadcasting God's love in their community. So just tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing, what are you guys up to, and just what Haiti Bible Mission does there in Jeremy. Awesome. Thank you. Um, Haiti Ball Mission, our whole thing is uh, vision and mission is to empower leaders to transform communities. Um, I just believe the biblical approach that Jesus spent time with 12 and uh, he radically changed the world because uh, if every everyone multiplies and, and bring, empowers another leader. Uh, so even if only the, the 12 disciples each did one, you know, found one guy or girl to mentor and then they, they each found one, right? Like you can see yes. the how it would multiply. So uh, that's been my approach uh, since it, uh, 12 years ago, actually, uh, the January 1st was 12 years for us. So wow. when we moved over there, it was really just trying to find those right people. And really what was on our heart, um, me and my wife, Lacey, was that uh, we would look kind of for the the Gideons, the Moses, the, you might say the people that are like, hey, man, who am I? I'm the smallest. I'm the least. I have no education. And because uh, most of the time we found that those were some of the most um, I don't know, the, the people that had the best um, hearts, the most uh, humility, uh, because they weren't, and not saying that people that have great education aren't aren't great, I'm saying, but these people had just great work ethic and they just, right. they were so hungry to learn and they never felt like the government or any other people would give them a shot. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just a poor farm boy from Iowa as well myself. So uh, I feel like God gave me that, that opportunity to, to be a pastor and to lead a mission. And I'm like, but who am I? Well, with Christ, uh, that's all I need is, uh, is God created me and he knows my gifts and weaknesses. So I try to find that in the men and women in Haiti that uh, they might be a little uneducated and untrained, but man, if we empower them and equip them with the right tools and training and then unleash them back into these communities, um, I just believe that that uh, ripple effect of, of multiplying leaders, discipling and creating healthy families, families with marriages uh, that right. you won't be able to slow down that movement because you have a bunch of humble people that know where they came from that are now equipped and trained and uh, taking charge of ownership of their cities. Right. And my husband and I have been down there to visit you guys and just see this in real life, what you guys are doing and the encouragement that you bring to the men and women who surround Haiti Bible Mission. It's just awesome. And I do know that there's a school involved with your mission as well, Tewouj. Um, 
if you would like to tell us a little bit about Tewuj and yeah, anything you'd like to tell us about that. It's so awesome. Yeah, Tewuj is uh, about 20 minute drive and maybe a 15, 20 minute hike. Um, so it's out in the, maybe a little further drive, maybe 25, 30 minute drive and a 20 minute hike down a mountain across the river. That right. Many, <laughs> many, many weeks and months is even uh, impassable uh, due to the rain. Right. Um, but um, then you get up to the top of the hill and we've got a church up there and uh, we've got a little home and a kitchen and um, for cooking for the school kids. We have about 150 kids in our Christian school up there. Um and so, yeah, that, that community has got a, about a thousand people in that community. Wow. Uh, so we got 150 kids in that school and uh, yeah, that's, it's been a great, so we got uh, eight teachers employed up there and a, and a director and uh, that, that school has been such a huge um, blessing to that community for people that live out there that they can get an education and um, be equipped and trained and, and get some things that they wouldn't have a shot at, at getting if, if we weren't up there. And right. I don't know uh, if you knew this, Ricky, but we ended up getting, um, we took over another school that had that had folded and uh, we've got one down in, in a real poor poverty stricken place in Jeremy okay. uh, at Macandel. And so that school right now has got around 75, almost 80 students, I think right now, and we're going to try to get it up to the same size as Tewuj, where we're opening it up for 150. And that way we can have sponsorships and help because I believe that right. a lot of what Haiti Ball Mission does is with empowering leaders to transform communities. Well, if we have 150 kids in each school, that's 300. We, we have 300 opportunities, 300 lives that we can impact and, and build relationships with. And Lord willing, some of those could be future pastors, doctors, lawyers, teachers, carpenters, right? Like moms right. and dads. And so we're just excited to see where the next several years obviously will take us as we uh, try to use the, the Christian schools to um, bring good, healthy education to, to these kids. Yes. And I just want to bring home a point that you guys, you know, your tagline is empowering leaders to transform communities. And as a Christian, you know, this isn't a cliche, whatever, like God made you a leader, you know, like you are a leader, like we're supposed to have confidence. We're supposed to be strong and courageous in the Lord. Like he, you know, we are nothing, but with Jesus, he makes us leaders. He makes us the head and not the tail. And so right. when you're saying things like Christian school and the number of people that Haiti Bible Mission is having an impact on, you know, this is God. This is not something that you all started yesterday. Like you said, 12 years, this has been going on. So empowering leaders to transform communities. That is powerful because God is moving. God is working in what you guys are doing. So I'm encouraged by what's going on there. It's amazing. Honestly, it's really amazing what you guys are doing through the community there. Um, the building project, you talked about it a little bit on two of our former podcasts. Um, so I would love to get another update on you on the building project and just what God is doing through that. Yeah, the, the building project we have up at Tewuj, we've always got new construction projects going on. Obviously, it's Haiti, third world country. Things don't last long. Uh, we lost our church up in uh, four years ago, um, four and a half years ago after Hurricane Matthew in 2016. And, um, you know, we just threw up a temporary 
uh, roof structure, um, kind of a little pole barn kind of deal. And um, yeah, it's gotten to the point where that is now starting to fall down, but we, we needed to fundraise. We wanted to get 15 grand to be able to build a new church, make it a little bit uh, stronger, sturdier. We basically have to tear down the existing roof. That's all it is, right? Well, on, on a few posts. Uh, but yeah, we wanted to build that, not, not only for the church and the people, but it, it's a really a staple and a foundation block to the community is uh, that's where the, the school kids have their... Um, where they'll eat and have their lunches. It's where uh, they'll hang out in the shade uh, during the day. It's, it's, I mean, so they're eating, they're hanging out there, they're doing chapel there. So okay. you, you might say it's more than just a church, it's used throughout the week. And so, yeah, we're, we, we're trying to raise, um, yeah, we need 15 grand to make that, to make that happen. But um, anyway, we started, the people in the community have started uh, hauling up block, uh, not block, the rock from the river okay. uh, to try to work and get the foundation built. So they've already started with uh, trying to build some of the foundation and make it a little bit bigger and wider. And so even the people in the community, young and old, have been chipping in to try to help bring in some manual labor to uh, save us some money and start moving forward and in faith that, that God will provide the funds for that. So that'll be a huge... Right. Um, yeah, that'll be a, a huge, uh, blessing when, when that, when that project is done. And it's also a place where we meet, um, and I can talk about it later too, but like, yeah, I, know, go for it. I, know I, I know I've mentioned to you before our big, uh, four-year project up in Tebow, which is a thousand people up in that village, that community, and it is across the river. And so our goal, we have a four-year project with Feed My Starving Children, where they provide mana pack for us for free um, for four years. And the mm -hmm. goal is that we give every single person a meal a day for four years, but we're, okay. we do, we do monitoring every, uh, three to six months. We're doing evaluations on, on their growth, their health, their nutrients, uh, as well as the money they're saving from not having to buy food every single day is going to be used to, to put back into their livelihood, their home, their education mm -hmm. for their kids, and to start businesses. We want to see that community at the end of four years be self-sustaining so that there's there's uh, economy and right um, money right. You know, going back and forth. Uh, oh, you got a garden. Well, I've got goats. And oh, I've got books to sell for school. And right, like there's businesses up there where they're not relying on going to Jeremy. They're not relying on Haiti Bible Mission or outside funds. So we're, we're really focusing hard on trying to everything we do be self-sustaining and and not need need as much help. Just get the help for a few years to get them on their feet, and then we can find another community. So, uh, so having that church built and 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 having that place where we can meet, do food distribution, all those things, that'll be that's pretty important. Yes, and I think it's important for people to know that you and your family live in Jeremy, Haiti. So, if you don't mind, because I know people who are listening to this are like man, this guy really has a passion for Jeremy Haiti. <laughs> you know, how right. did you guys, I mean, it's a huge sacrifice to pick up your family in America. I mean, I know you guys both had jobs before you went over there. So, you know, tell us about how you guys got started with Haiti Bible. Yeah. So for me, I, um, I visited Jeremy Haiti back with my brothers and my mom and dad back when I was a junior in high school. We just went on a two-week mission trip. Uh, when all four of my uh, all four of my brothers and us, we were all teenagers. My brother Matthew was 19. I'm Mark. I was 17. My brother Luke was 15, and my brother John was 13. So we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, That's funny. Yeah, exactly. Go figure that. Yeah, we got made yeah, fun of a lot in perfect. school. So. Exactly. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, we're all teenagers. So that was my mom and dad's goal. Just take us on a mission trip and um, expose us to, you know, the, the way the world is. And so we ended up through a contact of my dad's, who's a pastor. Uh, we ended up visiting Jeremy. I never dreamed that I would be back there, um, you know, running a mission or anything. But little did I know God had some great plans uh, for us. But I ended up taking uh, my, my wife, Lacey, there on a trip, proposed to her over there. 
uh, ended oh. up just feeling like, hey, I love Haiti, but man, this isn't this isn't my call to be here. And uh, like I said, I, Lacey, God had blessed me and my wife, Lacey, with just amazing jobs in Fort Myers and Naples, Florida, um, just really good jobs. And actually, had God had just made me restless and felt like uh, I wasn't doing what I was called and created to do. And so I met with my counselors and my pastors and just told them I felt called to, to, to start a mission in Haiti. And uh, so me and my wife, Lacey, and our newborn son, Barrick, man, we, we, we quit our jobs so quick, sold everything we had and moved to Jeremy, Haiti and um, started renting a little apartment with, uh, yeah, no AC, no running water wow. uh, and none of that. And then we were able to get land and uh, build a home and uh, it just, yeah, I remember on Mother's Day, I think it was when I finally got, uh, I was able to run the pipes and get indoor plumbing for, uh, for Lacey. <laughs> Oh so, my goodness. So looking back where we are 12 years, you know, 12 years ago to where we are today to have all that we have, it, it was, it was a challenge uh, to say the least, but it was also what made, uh, it's what's, you know, it's part of our uh, journey. It's part of our story. I, I think oh. everyone in scripture, uh, God tests them. He takes them through waters. He takes them through challenges. And then we really appreciate and understand. But we also live so Haitian for so long. And and a lot of our, our team and staff live with us and live in our facility and our house is open. And, and it goes back to how you started that uh, the relationship we have with people is uh, we don't have any it's almost like we don't have walls. You know what I mean? Like right. you can come into my house. You can come and talk to me. You can, Hey, I'm struggling in my marriage. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, Pastor Mark, you know, Lacey, like our, our kids in our house, it's, it's open for people. And so that that's where we see so much life on life um, happening and growth is just through the constant uh, hanging, eating lunch, meal times. So yeah, the mo great. moving over there, it was it, leaving Fort Myers, Naples comfort to Haiti was a challenge, but I would say it was definitely worth it because uh, I knew God had a great plan. Yes, he did. And he does. And we got y'all's Christmas card this year. Right. And just to see all the different people involved, That's right. we'll have to put that up on social media so people can see your Christmas card. I'll share it from your Instagram. Absolutely. I think you posted it on. There's amazing um, men and women there for sure. Yes. And each person just so special to your organization. Um, so Man, I wanted to also talk to you about the adoption story, which I do know the child. I met him and my husband did when we were down there with you guys. Um, so tell us a little bit about what's going on. We talked about it in the beginning with one on the way. So what's yeah. going on? Yeah, this has been like, it, it's sad, but it's also an open door. Um, and my family is just, just so excited. But when we, um, I guess it was about two years, roughly around two years after we had uh, moved to Haiti, um, to Jeremy there, we were down in one of the the, the zone of La Pointe, uh, which is where one of our church plants is at. And we were just hanging out with a bunch of the kids. And one day, uh, a pastor here from Fort Myers was down visiting um, my family and he had brought a, a youth group or team down and, and we were just playing with all these kids. And we just noticed this one little kid, just real malnourished, weak, tiny. And, um, and he had orange hair, you know what I mean? Because of his mal malnutrition. And so we picked him up and threw him in the back of my truck and uh, gave him a granola bar. And there was, just, there was just something about him that just seemed so special. And uh, his, his real name is Wilterson, but uh, his nickname, everybody calls him Minister. So if you ask, where's Wilterson? Nobody knows who that is. But if you say, where's Minister? Everybody knows who Minister. So he ends right. up becoming almost part of our family from that time on. I've still got a picture, I think, on my phone from the time he was in the back of that truck eating a granola bar. And uh, now next month he turns 12. But oh. the sad story is that his mom died two years ago mm. in December and his dad died just last month, the month of December. So we had always talked for years. Everybody that knew my family, he, was, um, he had spent 
every birthday, every Christmas with my family in Haiti for 12 straight, I mean, basically 10 straight years. Right. And so he, we, he's, he's felt like so much a part of the family already, but we just, we couldn't adopt him because he had two parents. And then when his mom died two years ago, we took a, a bigger role to really love on him and, and help the family, especially with his dad, right. you know, not having a wife. And then we still said, we, it's not of God because he still has a dad and that's the right thing is for his dad, but we'll, right. we'll help make sure he has all that he needs. Well, then when his dad died in um, December, I mean, obviously a lot of heartbreak, but at the same time, um, an open door for my family to just, uh, bring him in and make him, make him a stock on. And so like, uh, the mm -hmm. last week of December, we signed all the paperwork. We are as legal guardians as of right now, when we're going through the adoption process. And so, yeah, we're going to be facing a little bit of a challenge to adopt, but my goodness, Barrick, Amory, Micaiah, Lacey, we are all so excited. Um, every day he calls, we just came back to the States for a few weeks here before we head back. We got to renew a passport for my youngest, but um, he calls us every day and daddy and mommy, and, uh, he sends us his Bible verses and what he's reading. It, it's just super duper cool. But, uh, obviously we're torn cause we want to be back, uh, back with our son. So right. it, cool how God opened the doors when, uh, when we didn't force and we just feel like the timing is right. 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 And, oh man, I bet he's just so happy. I mean, I know that he, <laughs> he loved did. his parents. I do remember, I mean, it was years ago when we were down there, you know, but I mean, goodness, more than three or four years ago, I'd say, but, um, he loved your family and I know that his family loved your family. So this is just a beautiful thing. I mean, this is something that only God could do. I mean, That's out right. of just a terrible situation with his parents, man, I, I'm sure his parents in heaven, I hope they're in heaven that they're just like yes. so stoked that their son is going to get just this wonderful opportunity to be surrounded by a family who loves God, who knows God, and is going to encourage him. And to, like you said, empowering leaders to transform communities. Like that's the life he's going to grow up in. So, that's oh right. man, why it's such a sad and, and story. Have, it's beautiful. Yeah, we have such a, we, we're so excited too, because Barrick and him have been best friends. Now yeah. they'll be officially brothers. But down in LaPointe, one of the poorest places and roughest places, that's where this kid comes from. Mm -hmm. And I just have a feeling that God is something very special for, for my son, Barrick, my son, minister, you know, that right. those two guys, a Haitian and an American together, yes doing everything they can to bring the gospel to transform lives. And uh, I, I'm excited to see what these guys are going to do in their uh, teenage and years and their 20s, because I just have a feeling that, uh, man, I just I just can't. If God doesn't come back before, then I just have a feeling they're going to do some great, way more than I could ever imagine that, right. you know, that we could do at Haiti Ball Mission. They're, they're going to they're gonna do it. And I'm excited. I believe it. I'm, I'm excited to be their dad and to, to walk through it with them and, and watch God use them in mighty ways. Wow. Wow. I'm stoked too. Cause I, I know it too. I mean, just with meeting them and their connection is just <laughs> awesome. You, um, you, you'll be, you'll be bringing your kids down and you'll be hanging with them. I promise. <laughs> oh yeah. My kids will want to hang out with them. They'll be like, mom, those kids are so cool. Like they're so Sorry. cool. I want to be with them, but, um, awesome. Okay. So, okay. You talked about how you guys started. Um, I always end it with, you know, asking about your favorite Bible verse, but I do feel, you know, you've talked about so many different things and I want people to be able to get connected with you guys. So if you could just share the best way to connect with you all, because everything that Mark has talked about in this conversation is on his social media platform. So you can get more information on each thing through that. So share with us how to connect with you guys. 
Yeah, you guys can go to HaitiBibleMission.org uh, and, and check on our website. You guys can go to Haiti Bible Mission and find us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah, those are the, the three main ways. You can even follow a lot of the uh, things that I'll post to on my personal page, uh, Mark Stockland. You can find Mark William Stockland for Facebook and Mark okay. Stockland on um on Instagram, but uh, typically, yeah, we're, we're posting every couple of days, something either, whether it's from the feeding project or through our leaders or through our church. And uh, so you can follow on, on that and projects and then on the website, and then you can uh, shoot us an email and uh, info at HaitiBibleMission.org. And we can add you to the, to the mailing list and email right. list. You can, you can keep up to date with uh, what God's doing. Right. Yeah. You guys don't send emails like crazy. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I kind of want to subscribe, just do it. Cause they're not going to, yeah. They're not going to invade your inbox like so many other places. Yeah, I, but... yeah. There's other places I get like an email a week, and I'm like, I get know. some already. So like, I think oh. we spend one out every quarter or something like that, just because yes. we, we realize that if you're following us on, if you're a partner with us and you want to know what's going on, you're following on Facebook and Instagram, and and you see it. So we don't want to bombard you, but we'll we'll at least let you know what God's doing because we want people to rejoice if right. they haven't had a chance to see that. Uh, man, here's some good things that God's doing, as well as maybe here's some ways you can partner with us. So right. Well, um, Mark, I always wrap up our conversation with my favorite question. Um, I ask our guests, all of our guests, what is your favorite Bible verse that's helping you through this season? Yeah, I would say this is probably my favorite for the season um, right now, probably for all of last year. But um, it really, it's it's Psalm 23, the first couple of verses. Um, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Obviously, the rest of the verses are good too. But I, I don't know, in a season where um, it, it's been challenging with COVID and uh, riots and different things. Like when the Lord is your shepherd, I mean, he says that I, you shall not want, like, I'm not going to lack anything. He makes me lie down in green patches. Like, oh, I'm stubborn. I need sometimes God to just say, Hey, Mark, just shut up and, and go out to the pasture and just relax, eat some grass, right. you know, drink some water, just relax because I'm your shepherd. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to protect you. And, uh, and so the fact that he leads me beside the walls, like God is going to give me, he will give us what we need to sustain us. He's a great, good father and a shepherd. And so I've just been, um, and I don't need to fear um, because uh, I don't need to fear the evil or the what's going on in the world right now, because my shepherd, my father, my protector, my provider, he, he's got this under under control. And so for me during this season, uh, I just I just posted on social media recently too, just the, the Psalm 23, because I just feel like it's so uh, inspiring and convicting for me because so many times I want to, I want to jump out there and do what the shepherd is actually providing for me. And he's providing safety, security, uh, streams of water, a place where I can rest, relax and enjoy a Sabbath and just trust that, uh, my shepherd, my father has got everything under control. So that's been an encouragement for me, my family. And I've been sharing that with some of my team in Haiti as well, just that, uh, we can rest and relax because God's got everything under control. So mm, that's so good, especially in a season where, we're making goals, you know, like we talked about earlier in a couple episodes before talking about having a vision board and, you know, you make plans, but God directs your paths. And so right. just that scripture that you shared just brings such contentment in my heart. So thank you so much because, you know, yeah. you want things to look and be like how you envision them, you know? That's exactly right. But God is our shepherd. Thank you, Jesus, for being my shepherd. Like, I would really mess this up. I think my way is good, but your way is right. so much greater. So 
Thank and you so many, much. Yeah, and so many times we don't want to lie down. We don't want to lay down. We think it's like a badge of honor somehow to, to be workaholics when that's actually mm -hmm. anti-biblical. It's okay, mm -hmm. Ricky, to, to rest. It's okay, yeah. you know, it's okay to say, God, you've got this. I just got to turn the phone off for a day. I've just got to rest and be with you. I have to be with my family today. Whatever it is, I mean, it just just rest and trust that God's got it. And um, yeah, it's, it's certainly convicting and encouraging, but also inspiring, right? Right. So. Yes, so inspiring, like such strength and what you just shared. So from Jesus, of course, like, thank you, Jesus. So um, unless there's anything else you want to share, Mark, anything before we go? I just thank you so much for inviting me on, letting me share what God is doing. And uh, I guess the last thing is just to remember that I guess our the uniqueness of our mission is just empowering leaders to transform communities. You can do this in your home. Uh, right. You can do this where you live. You can, it's, it's spending time with people. It's, it's discipling, it's finding their interests. It's figuring out how you can come alongside and help them. And mm. um, yeah, we need more help. We need more support. We need people to walk alongside us. But the cool thing about it is uh, God is using the leaders that we've been empowering for 12 years. There's so many stories now of the the new, I'm finding new high school and college age kids coming up to the, to, to the mission. And I'm, and I'm asking who they are and they're like, Oh, I'm being mentored by Rainus or I'm being mentored yes. by Dr. Elda. And so, you know, now after 12 years, we're seeing this whole new group of men and women that are coming that are that are of age to ready to be part of a program and imagine if we were doing that in the US as well where we were mentoring young uh, men and women and and discipling them and helping them with their careers and uh, giving them marriage advice and financial advice and and then the ripple effect that'll have so I just want to encourage people that you might hear, oh my gosh, I could never do that. You actually can, because I'm not, I'm not doing anything out of the uh, that that's different than what Jesus was doing. And uh, I'm right. always just trying to seek advice from others and uh, be humble about it. Man, we don't know everything. We're just trying to grow and learn. There's been a lot of growing pains, but um, I, I love that when you transform a life and build build upon that, that's something that that uh, will never be taken down. So buildings come and go, but the people and lives that we impact uh, that'll last for eternity. So awesome. Wow, I'm really glad I asked you that last question because that was super encouraging. Thank you so much, Mark. Um, at the end of every podcast, we just thank Jesus and and we say, in Jesus' name, I pray we decrease and God, you increase in our lives. In mm -hmm. Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Mark, for sharing everything with us. We're so encouraged and inspired by what you're doing and how you're taking action, taking leaps of faith. For Jesus, we do know that faith without works is dead. We know that from God's word. And I just want to share some scripture with you guys about listening and doing. It comes from James chapter 1. And I'm going to start here in verse 19. This is to encourage you today to listen to God's word and then go out and do it. It says right here in verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Continuing on in verse 22, it says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. 
religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. You guys, this world is not good, but God is good. And although our desires may be to become angry or to be quick to say something, God is saying the opposite here. He's saying, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And when I look in the mirror, I don't know about you, but it's easy to find imperfections in this or that. But God, the Father, He is pure and He is faultless, just like what we read. Just know that you are made in His image. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I guess we can talk a little bit more about this um, thought of just being slow to speak. Proverbs 29, 11, a fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds it back. Um, also, we can pray for wisdom. And it says from God's word that he will give it to us. James 1, verse 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So it says right here, God is not going to find fault. He's just going to give you wisdom if you ask for it. So we want to go on that right path. We want to go where God is leading us. So I just ask in God's holy name that you just know that you're blessed today, that you have something to be grateful for, and that when you ask God for his wisdom, he's going to give it to you. And he's not going to judge you. He's not going to find fault in you. He's just going to give generously. He does give generously. And we are grateful today to be here to have this podcast and we know that all that we have accomplished, you have done for us. Isaiah 26, 12. So thank you guys so much for listening. I pray this podcast has encouraged you and drawn you closer to Jesus, closer to his word, to know that God is real, God is alive, and he's good. He's good. His love endures forever. Next week, we have on Jordan McKinney. She is a rock star mama, and I love her so much. She's going to share some stuff that's going on in her life. You guys just be praying for Jordan, be praying for her family, her daughter Charlotte. If you want to follow her on Instagram, I have her Instagram handle in the description of this podcast, but she is awesome and she is clinging to the Lord in this season. I pray you all are praying for them and follow them if you want to see what's going on. If you're not on Instagram, we will just meet up with you next week here on Tuesday for our conversation with Jordan McKinney. We're going to talk about book clubs and blogging, and she shares a verse that's helping her in this season, talking about waiting for the Lord, waiting for the Lord. <laughs> Who wants to wait for the Lord? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get together and, and be the difference. Let's wait for the Lord. Psalms 27, 13 through 14. So you guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. And Lord willing, we'll talk to you all next week here on Broadcast His Love.